Welcome to Charming Dharma, a podcast about living mindfully in your everyday life. I'm your host, Sarah Bird, and this show is dedicated to giving you the clarity and courage to live intentionally. Welcome to today's episode of Charming Dharma. I am so excited to have one of my close friends, Melanie Sinclair, in the studio with me. Thank you for being here, Melanie. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. Absolutely. So Melanie is a mindset coach who works with women entrepreneurs and helps them build a business that channels their life purpose. Tell us a little bit more about what you do, Melanie. Yeah, thanks so much, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here on the show. I work with women entrepreneurs who are building generally online businesses and really specifically businesses that channel their life's purpose. So not just something that's kind of creative and fun, but something that speaks deep to their soul and is really kind of claiming the exact reason that they're existing on earth at this time. And a lot of the stuff that we do is it's really just allowing the fullest, greatest, and truest version of yourself to emerge and allow that person to be the one to run not only your business, but your entire life, changing the way that you exist in the world and how you show up and fully claiming your truest identity because so often we get caught up in all of the excess, um, everything else that we're being told that we need to be who we are. And instead, kind of what I do is I say that I'm kind of a mental mucker as I come in and I (laughs) shovel out all of the BS in your brain that's saying all of the stuff that you need to be something else, someone else, um, anything else but yourself, and really getting back to the core of who you are and allowing that person to shine through. Oh, I love this. So you and I have really similar, like, uh, not interests, but like fields of expertise, because I, of course, my background's in Indo-Tibetan Buddhism, and I focus pretty specifically on mindfulness, spirituality, Um, I have a coaching business as well, and it also is about getting in touch with people's purpose, getting in alignment with their passions. And what I find most helpful, which is why this is an area I focus on so much, uh, and the topic of this podcast, uh, Charming Dharma is a show, the topic is mindfulness. And and you mentioned um, helping people just kind of like calm the external voices and calm all of the different like thoughts or judgments or, you know, you put, who am I supposed to be? Who am I, who should I be? I have a friend who likes to say, don't should on yourself. Um, and I like that because, uh, you know, we do, we get so wrapped up and so caught up in how am I supposed to be? And, and I don't know if you've had this experience, but I certainly have in the coaching industry. It's like, we've got all of these people that we're comparing ourselves to. And, um, you know, we've got so many people who are just like living the high life and showing off, here's what I can do. Here's like this extraordinary life that I'm living. And of course we all have the potential to live that. But if I am going through my daily life and it's not just a hundred percent magnificent, then it's like, I feel down about, oh, I'm not living fully. So how do you help people work through that kind of like comparison trap? Yeah, definitely. The first thing that I recommend to clients whenever they are kind of getting stuck in the, you know, the cycle of comparisonitis is to actually unfollow anybody that does trigger them. So anybody who, you know, exactly like you're saying, you're looking through, scrolling through Instagram or something and you see someone and it seems like they always have their life so put together and you're not looking at, looking at it from a place of admiration and respect and excitement of saying, yes, I can do this myself. And it doesn't encourage you, but rather the opposite end makes you feel less than makes you feel like they're not enough and things like mm. that. Unfollow them because there's no reason. you're perpetuating that feeling by constantly putting yourself in an environment that triggers you in that way. Mm -hmm. Well, that's funny you say that because that's really like opposite advice that we get from a lot of coaches. I know that my 
first coach. And I think, uh, oh, this goes way back. But I think the very first episode of Charming Dharma a few years ago when I was a radio show in England, in Leicester, England, um, I, I talked about how uh, you can use jealousy. This is what I, one of the things I was learning at the time through um, a former coach that I had is like jealousy, using that to light you up, using that to, um, for your benefit of like, oh, I want what this person has, let me go after it. But what you're saying is we don't always get that motivation when we see others that we're jealous yep, of. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it puts us in a place of like, wow, I'm not good enough. Or I'm, you know, not as successful as them or whatever, and I never could be. And so this is this is different than most of the advice I hear in the coaching industry. Yep, absolutely. Because what happens is that we tend to idolize other people and mm. put them up on pedestals and think that they're inherently different, greater, or better than Ugh. we are. When at our core, we are all 100% equally human. And we forget that fact. So that's why I highly, highly encourage everybody, whether it's on Instagram or in Facebook groups or, you know, in-person connections, always surrounding yourself with people who you feel like you have genuine human connections mm. to so that when you see them doing amazing things, you are deeply from within yourself, absolutely cheering them on, being excited for them. And also saying, wow, she went and did that. I can do the same thing instead of, oh my goodness, they're so up there and lofty in this, you know, pedestal. And, you know, there's no way that I can achieve that because she's got some secret that I don't have. And that's absolutely not true. It's something I even say to all of my clients. I'm like, you and I are no different. Yeah. We are exactly the same at our core. And all that I'm doing is helping you bring that amazing, truest you out into the world and um, giving you a space where you can practice more and more being her, realizing that you have amazing results from that, amazing mm -hmm. responses, and that it's not as scary as we make it out to be. And then just transforming the way that you see yourself in your life. I love that. I think what you're touching on is a piece of what I would call like authenticity and really just being truly in touch with your inherent like worth and your inherent your inherent like capabilities your inherent um so i actually <laughs> i'm starting a magazine um and you are actually one of the featured authors in the first issue i'm really excited yes, I'm about so excited. <laughs> i know so uh in the title of the magazine is called Basic Goodness. Now, the reason I picked this is because this is a, a Buddhist term that was coined in the uh, Shambhala tradition. That stuff doesn't really matter. But the idea is kind of the opposite of, in, of original sin. So it's like original sin, uh, which, of course, is not a, a Buddhist idea. It's a Christian idea. But it's the idea that inherently within us, as part of our nature, we're sinful. So basic goodness is the opposite of that. It's this idea that inherently within each and every one of us, we have this inherent worth, this inherent goodness, this basic underlying foundational unconditional goodness. Like we are just good and at our core. And so it's a matter when we're looking at like comparing ourselves to others. I love that you use the term compare, comparisonitis. Is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. I've heard that. <laughs> I like it. It's cute. So when, when we're looking at how people are comparing themselves to others, there's this sense that like at my core, who I am naturally isn't good enough. And that's where we fall into this trap of idolization that you were talking about of like, we're putting people on pedestals. We're only looking at their, you know, highlights real, but we're not seeing the struggle and the challenges that go on in their day to day life. And that in fact, the people that we idolize really are very similar. Like you said, you, you say to your clients, there's no difference between you and I. We, we are the same 
uh, at our core, we're the same humans, we all breathe the same air. There's no difference in us inherently, and so it's just a matter of getting in touch with, um, I would say like mustering the courage to stand in your self-worth. And this is really the key, this is really the area where you become a specialist, is in working with your self-worth. So talk to us a little bit about how, so what is self-worth? And why is it so important when going after your dreams and creating a life in alignment with your purpose? Self-worth, just the wordage in and of itself, begins with the word self. Mm -hmm. And something that I think that we get so caught up in is using our external environment to define mm -hmm. who we are, to define mm -hmm. our identity, to define our worthiness. Yes. And really, it's the opposite that we you know, have to approach it is, is realizing that no matter what's happening around us, no matter what situation we're in, no matter how many Instagram followers you have, or <laughs> you know, what kind of apartment that you're living in, or any, you know, the job that you have, you at your core are worthy and mm. remembering and realizing, and I know that you and I have talked this before, um, kind of just in our own conversations, that your existence on earth mm -hmm. is proof enough that you have a purpose. Mm. You know, if you think about all of the billions of years that the universe has existed, all of the billions of people that are on the planet now, the infinite amount of life that has existed mm. throughout just the history of the universe, let alone in this exact moment yeah you are here living the life that you're living right now in the form that you are right now with access to resources like this podcast allowing that experience in everything to kind of come to this you know culmination and realizing I'm here for a reason yeah and the fact that I exist on this earth that I'm living and breathing here right now is proof of that and it it roots you you know, it mm, grounds you yeah, yeah. and realizing that, you know, all of the extra stuff that's happening around you, it's just external noise and yeah. it's distraction. And if you allow it to distract you and get you caught up in, you know, frustrated and overwhelmed and comparing yourself and doubting yourself, that's, we do that to ourselves to almost protect ourselves from actually stepping forward and stepping into our value mm. and into our worth and into our purpose. Because of course we're, you know, the back of our brains, we're thinking, well, if I do that, what's going to happen? Right. There's this fear that if I show up fully and I fail, then it's confirmation that I'm not worthy. So there's right. this fear that it's like, then if I, if I show up fully, if I take a risk, if I go for my dreams, if I build the business, whatever, if I go for my dreams and I still fail, then that is going to show me and show the universe that I actually am worthless, you know, and, and yep. we're afraid like that's the ultimate, almost like existential fear that we have this meaninglessness in our lives. But I really like that you point out that like, all of this stuff, and, and you and I have talked about this before of like, all of these circumstantial things that came together to bring us here in this moment is no coincidence, like it's no accident. We've got all of these crazy experiences that brought us to this one pinnacle of us crossing paths. And had we not done that, you wouldn't be here today, right? Like we wouldn't be talking exactly. today, having these breakthroughs. And um, I think I've shared with you before, but I'm going to share with the listeners this story in uh, that comes from the Buddhist tradition. And it's called the Precious Human Birth. Have I talked to you about this before? No, no. no? If you imagine a planet the size of the Earth, and it was completely covered in water, and on underneath the water was this turtle swimming and this turtle was swimming and once every 500 years he broke the surface of the water with his head to come up and take one breath 
And in that moment, he took a breath and then he goes back down and, and submerges for another 500 years. Now, the only other thing on this planet, aside from this turtle underneath the water who's poking his head up once every 500 years to take a single breath, the only other thing is this yoke. Now, a yoke um, is, this is an ancient Indian, you know, Buddhist uh, story. So uh, a yoke are those wooden things that they put around the neck of oxen to help plow the ground. And so it's like these two things that yoke together uh, or yoke the, uh, the neck of the oxen together for plowing. And uh, side note, I studied Sanskrit in college, that was my minor, and yoke, uh, to yoke things together, to, it comes from um, the Sanskrit word yug, which means to bind. And that is the same word that turned into yoga, which is a word meaning to bind the body and soul together. So the practice of yoga is the same as this yoke. Anyway, that's a side note about Sanskrit. But this yoke is floating on the water, on the surface of this huge planet, and uh, the odds of the turtle, when he comes up once every 500 years, poking his head through the center of the yoke in order to catch his breath, it's like such small odds. Those are the odds of being born into what's called the precious human birth. And the precious human birth is that it is so rare to be able to come into this world, the odds of you being born and then exposed to spiritual teachings are so rare, you know, being exposed to this work that we're doing, this, this coaching, um, self-worth, uh, you know, learning how to overcome your challenges or your fears or whatever, being exposed to spiritual teachings and you being born in the first place. I mean, it's like one in 400 billion odds or something for you to have been the, the sperm that fertilized the egg in your mother's womb in order for you to come into this world, right? Like the odds are so slim and to hold every moment as precious as, you know, this turtle coming through the yoke once every 500 years. And that is where like, this is where the moment of like being present, have, bringing an awareness to this present moment in the midst of not having enough followers, in the on Instagram, in the midst of being, feeling like less than somebody else who's making it, I did air quotes there, less than someone else who is, you know, successful on, on social media, in the midst of not getting clients, in the midst of failures in your business or challenges or setbacks or whatever. It's like in the midst of all of that, like you said, it's noise. It's just like ch external chatter and that all of these external metrics or measurements of determining our self-worth don't actually hold value when you weigh in the preciousness of where you are in this moment. And that is where the mindfulness comes into the self-worth piece for me. Yeah, exactly. And something too that I found doing, that I've been doing for myself recently is I'll sit there and I'll be doing some of the most mundane activities, sitting, <laughs> uh, standing in line, you know, waiting for the concession stand at the movie theater or just driving around doing errands. And sometimes I'll have this moment of clarity that'll hit me and I'll just think, oh my goodness, everything in my life, everything in the history of the universe has led me to getting to exist mm. in this exact moment. Mm -hmm. And just the feeling of immense gratitude and awe that yeah. comes with that <laughs> and saying, just so I could be right here. Yeah. So I can be standing in line waiting to see an awesome movie, having an amazing <laughs> weekend or whatever it might be. Yeah. And it just puts everything back into perspective. Yeah, I like that. 
the perspective piece is what can help keep you going. And like remembering at your core that we all are worthy. Like we all have worth inherently. This is where it goes back to that basic goodness piece is like, there's nobody in the world who is more or less worthy or deserving or inherently, you know, uh, capable of living out their life's purpose than me or you. You know, like we all have that potential. We all have that capacity. Um, I know you were reading a book recently. You were talking about, and, and you sent me an excerpt of it, um, one little chapter of this, like, criminal uh, who was in a prison in, like, solitary confinement on, like, death row or something. It was, like, the lowest of the low places in the world that you could be. And the book was talking about how this particular prisoner had taken on a spiritual practice and how he in you know in the context of like this really awful situation where he was you know in solitary confinement indefinitely until he was put to death um that he cultivated a practice and cultivated a sense of spirituality and, and had gratitude and um from this place was able to like get in touch with a monk or whatever there was like other things in the story and the monk was able to come see him and it was really beautiful but I just love that it's like not being so wrapped up in the external you know the chitter the, the chitter the chatter <laughs> the chitter chatter um not being so wrapped up in that that we can just reconnect with ourselves and I love that in even these like benign these seemingly like meaningless moments of like waiting in line or running errands getting your oil changed whatever like even in those moments, we can drop back into ourselves. We can drop back into gratitude. We can drop back into, it's like coming home. You know, I talk about meditation as a form of coming home to yourself every time you sit down and meditate, every time you get still. And it doesn't have to be, you know, sit hitting the cushion, whatever, in a meditation hall. It can be waiting in line. It can be cooking breakfast. It can be whatever. So I'm going to ask, do you have a particular experience where... It required you to step into your self-worth in order to do something in your business. Like how has self-worth played out for you in your business? I think that the, of course, the first moment when this happened for me was actually choosing to start this business, mm. even in the first place, was that, you know, I went to school, changed majors halfway through thinking, oh, I'm never going to get a job as an English major, so I better study something, <laughs> you know, useful and practical. So I switched to Don't say that's all your English major friends. <laughs> <laughs> switched to statistics. <laughs> took, you know, an extra year to graduate and got landed this corporate, you know, quote unquote, dream corporate job, mm. um, where I thought would be, you know, just this ideal rocking the power heels, getting to travel around and, you know, doing all these amazing things. Um, and after about six months there, I was, I was absolutely miserable. Mm. was so deeply unhappy. And it's something that, you know, I was good at what I did. I could get the job done. I, you know, even excelled for, you know, given, you know, the work that I was doing, but it, I wasn't happy. Mm. And I wasn't fulfilled and I was deeply, deeply miserable. And I remember, you know, driving home, being on the phone with my fiance and telling him, if I stay here any longer, I will get clinically depressed Aww. and I'll have to use this amazing health insurance <laughs> to get me a psychiatrist or yeah. therapist or whomever no, no, just so I can stay in this job to have the great health insurance. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it, it was like, what is the point? Mm. why am I doing this? Like I, there's no meaning for me of the product that we're producing. There's no value here for me. And I don't, I don't receive any, you know, you know, validation within myself mm. from the work that I'm doing, even though it's good because it doesn't fuel me. It's not self-motivated. Like 
I have, you know, meaning and value yeah. in this. Well, it also wasn't like, it sounds like it wasn't an expression of your purpose. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so the thing is, of course, is that I did all of this work leading up to this point, you know, between going to multiple schools and, you know, years of education and looking, you know, landing this job, working there for so long. And it was, do I take the leap and do something that is completely unconventional? You know, I didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial family very much, you know, you do the nine to five, you work hard, you make the money, you save the money and then you, you retire. And then you die. Yeah. <laughs> and to do something like this, to really take that, you know, that great leap of faith yeah. was so out there. And I think that it's interesting that you bring up the fear of failure. But I think that we also inherently, of course, as well, have a fear, a deep fear of success. Yeah. Because we think if I go out there and I do this thing and I succeed, what am I going to be left with? If there's no struggle, mm. what am I going to be left with? What well, am I going to have? How am I going to fill my time? What am I going to be doing? Yeah. And am I going to be useful anymore because I'm not struggling to get something? Yeah. And people thinking, are like... I really like this, that you bring this up, because I think this is something that's overlooked in a lot of the, like, success, motivation, whatever, industry, um, coaching industry, if you will. And it's that, like, people are committed to their struggle. People are defined by their challenges. And if we attach too tightly onto, I am who I am because I'm miserable. I am who I am because there's drama in my life. I am who I am because you know, there's challenges or I feel despair or sorrow. And, you know, I can tell you, I know so many people like this in and out of the coaching industry, people in all walks of life. You know, it's like, if I was able to finally relax, then who I am is annihilated because I'm not I'm defined by my struggle. And so I think there is this huge fear of success. And I've certainly run into this myself. And it sounds like you have as well as like, or even not even uh, who am I, but who, like, how am I connected with my family? So if your family is committed to, okay, you got to go to the daily grind, the nine to five, um, and you just got to put your head down and, you know, do it for 40 years or whatever until you retire. And then you go off on this entrepreneurial journey where it's like, I have freedom. I, you know, can travel when and where I like. I don't have to be miserable every day. I can choose to do what I want each day. Then are you going to lose your family? You right. know, there's a subconscious fear there. It's like, who am I left with? Right. If, if myself is okay being successful, will I still be connected with other people? And that's scary too. Yeah, 100%. And that was really the root fear, I think, of everything for me. On the surface, of course, it's what if I fail? What if sure. I don't have clients? What if I, you know, don't make the money that I want to to live the lifestyle that I desire and all of that? And that was that was just internal chatter, yeah, just excess noise and distraction. But the true root fear is what if I succeed and I'm truly alone? What yeah. if I succeed and I lose my family, I lose all of my friends, I lose my fiance, I lose absolutely everything and my I'm identity. left alone. Yeah. yeah, and I'm there and I'm like, you know, doing this coaching thing, <laughs> but I have nobody to share and experience my life with. Yeah. Um, especially because there's nobody else that I really know the only, you know, who does this. The only way that I've met people who do this like you yeah. is through, you know, doing through the work. Yeah. yeah. But there's nobody in my personal life who I just like, I'd already known that I could, you know, ask questions to and, you or know, family or anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so it's that feeling and that deep fear of absolute loneliness. Mm. And I think that ties back to worth as well, because it's, if you have nobody, if you have no connections, if there's nobody, you know, to, uh, to build that network 
network and have those relationships with, then who are you if you're existing solely by yourself? In isolation. Yeah. 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 yeah I really like this. I think this is something that is, um, but I like how you put it kind of in layers. Like there's the chatter surface fears. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, obviously what if I get struck by lightning today? Like I don't want that to happen. Or what if I, you know, go out and I, I crash and burn or I get, I fail or I lose all my money, right? Like there's this surface level fear, but then deeper than that. And this is where the self-worth piece comes in. Yeah. It's like at your core, the core of your being on the deepest level, what if I am alone. I mean, this is existentialism. So one of the existential 100%. concerns is love and isolation, right? So it's like two of the existential concerns are, are love and isolation and meaning and meaninglessness. And if you are going out and taking this leap of faith and you are like, okay, well, I'm going to do it. It's scary. But then you end up with a meaningless life where you're completely alone, then that's really terrifying. So there's almost a safety to staying miserable. Like, Okay, well, right. if I'm miserable in my nine to five job, at least I have my family. Yeah, at least I got regular money coming in and I yeah. can, you know, come Security. home and yeah, yeah, live. I can continue living in this existence that I am you know, fooling myself truly into thinking that I will stay constant. Right. That's, that's the ultimate Security. lie that we tell yeah. ourselves yeah, yeah. is that if we don't do anything, everything will stay the same. But everything <laughs> is constantly changing around us. <laughs> it won't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it really just, you know, for me, realizing that the worst case scenario was that actually I will stay where I am um, and I will be deeply unfulfilled and I will be deeply unhappy. And that is going to permeate through every single relationship that I have. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy by not doing anything. I was actually bringing about what I was so most afraid, afraid of. And yes. I'll just destroy all of my relationships and destroy my life by basically essentially living a lie living inauthentically to who mm -hmm. i am knowing that i was meant for something different that i was called for something you know beyond whatever you know beyond this corporate job and whether you're finding fulfillment in your corporate job or in sure, your own yeah. business or That's wherever possible. it might be you know whatever that might be following that path and realizing that the worst case scenario is that you stay where you're at mm -hmm. and you continue to live a life that is a lie to who you truly are yeah and that is you know, essentially, I would say almost, you know, a spiritual death of yourself. It is, yeah. Because you're not claiming your purpose. Just like hashtag truth bombs over here. I really, <laughs> really like everything you're saying. I feel like we could have 10 more episodes just on this topic alone to, like, unpack what we're talking about. So just quickly as we wrap up, what is the, like, number one tip you have for people for uh, getting in touch with their self-worth and creating a life that's in alignment with their purpose? So I think that the number one thing to remember you know, when you're kind of mulling things over in this stage and mulling or maybe, you know, violently debating in your head, <laughs> um, would be to know that your purpose was a gift from the universe. Mm. And your purpose is one of the many infinite ways that the universe, God, whomever, you know, you, you, you look to, works its magic. Mm. And because it was a gift from the universe, the universe is always conspiring for you to further live out that purpose and mm. further come into alignment. This is always giving you the right resources, the right opportunities, the right people, the right everything so that you can live this out. But it's our responsibility to actually acknowledge 
what those are, what those, you know, sparks are, you know, as the, if the universe comes through and is, you know, like creating this trail and this pathway for us with all of the signs and go there, go there. We have to actually look at the signs and pay attention and realize yeah. that that's what's happening. And live it out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I would say, you know, firstly to kind of, you know, to allow yourself to quiet the external chatter and the internal chatter mm -hmm. and to ask yourself really what, why am I here on this earth? Mm. And I know that it's a daunting question, <laughs> but the thing is, is that it's already there with in you and that's what we forget is that we, we say I have to go find my purpose mm -hmm. and all of this stuff and it's no you just have to allow it to emerge and that's mm -hmm. exactly what happens when you allow everything else externally to quiet down when you allow everything internally those surface level fears to quiet down and even when you love and nurture on these deeper fears and kind of allow yourself to release those that's what emerges is the truest version of you and that truest version mm -hmm. of you knows exactly why you're here it knows exactly what your purpose is and is so so freaking ready to fully live that out in every expression of your being yeah it's eager yeah 100 percent. so i mean i guess yeah to sum that up is to know that everything in this world everything in this universe is conspiring for you to further live out your purpose so allow it to come through and then take action on that Oh, I just want to, I just got a round of applause here. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. That was really moving. I love everything you said. And I, I can't wait to go back and listen to this over and over and just hear you preach um, because you've got so much wisdom. So if people are wanting to get more of you, where can they find you? Yes. So they can find me on my website at MelanieStClair.com. And now spell, okay. I always get thrown off because there's multiple ways to spell Saint and multiple ways to spell Claire. So spell it out for people so they know exactly where to go. Yep. So it's going to be www.melaniestclair.com. <laughs> okay. So no E in Claire and Saint ST. Okay. So yep. Melanie ST and then Claire without an E. All right. .com. And uh, what is one way that somebody can work with you when they go to your website? If you go to my website, you'll find just a plethora of general resources on there. I have a, good stuff, a yeah. great blog um, that really kind of like teases out a lot of these concepts that we've talked mm -hmm. about even here today. If you want to work with me more fully, I have an amazing mastermind program. It's called the Visionary Creative Coalition, and it is primarily uh, targeted for you know women entrepreneurs who are looking to live their fullest, you know, most purposeful and intentional life through their businesses and. What I love about group programs is that you have your tribe, your true soul tribe of people who are there who can experience your wins with you and be excited and cheer <laughs> you on and also feel for your losses and help pick you back up again when you're not feeling the flow when you're not feeling in alignment and to help you release judgment from yourself and you know I can you know I have one-on-one -on -one, but I think group programs are so much more powerful yeah. because of that true deep community aspect. community yeah yeah well and I can say too as somebody who knows you really well and uh, knows your community in your group program is like this is the place where you can sift through all this stuff where you can yeah. unpack these things because what we talked about here is, is really uh, can be very weighty you know it's very heavy stuff and it's not easy to just figure it all out inside your own head but to have a community where you can flesh it out, where people are there in a non-judgmental way, in a way that encourages you to keep going and move forward, and then celebrates you at your every win. Guys, I can tell you Melanie is an amazing group program leader. She is wonderful and has created such a deeply spiritual and sacred community. So if you're interested, check her out. It's MelanieStClair.com. 
Thank you so much for being here, Melanie. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. I really appreciate you today. Yeah, thank you so much, Sarah. It's been wonderful being on with you. You're welcome. If you'd like to find out more about Melanie St. Clair and read her article in the current Basic Goodness magazine, you can check it out at hellolovelylife.com and check out all of our issues of the Basic Goodness magazine where you can find Melanie St. Clair and other guests here on the Charming Dharma podcast as guest contributors to the magazine. Thanks so much. That's our show for today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and to find more information about mindfulness and living passionately, visit hellolovelylife.com. To living mindfully, this is Sarah Bird on Charming Dharma.